Welcome to Archetypes and Anarchy, a podcast created by me, Courtney Floyd, and my Introduction to Fiction students at the University of Oregon in spring of 2018. Episode 23, Part 1, Wrapping Up. In this episode, I've asked students to record a brief discussion of what this whole experience, the course, podcasting, reading fairy tales, has taught them about why fiction matters, why archetypes matter, and what breaking them can accomplish. I've also given them the opportunity to revisit one of the episodes that they participated in this term and delve deeper analytically into what the fairy tale meant, what they have learned about it since that initial recording, and what they wish they had added originally. My name is Ethan Weiss, and this is my self-reflection for English 104. I remember when signing up for this class last winter thinking I was just doing this to fill my credits and get this class out of the way and not because I, was, I wasn't I was interested in the course. Flash forward to the first day of class and, and Courtney mentions that we should drop the class if we were sitting in those seats for that exact reason I just explained. This made me rethink my decision as did it many others because by the next time in class there are a handful of students gone. Instead of me leaving I recommended it to my good friend Sean McPherson knowing that we could probably work on the group episodes together that she mentioned in the first day of class and that there were new spots to fill. He as well was skeptical on joining, but I'm glad we both stuck it out and put together a stellar anarchy and archetype episode. The class itself goes against the standard of what a regular course at U of O looks like, the structure of each assignment being a podcast that offers students a break from the heavy amount of tests and essays we all dread. That is what intrigued me so much about this class, the fact that it was different. Different is exciting, doing the same thing in every class becomes extremely repetitive and annoying. I encourage everyone to branch out and join a class like this very one to mix it up and try something new. Fairy tales have never played a huge role in my life. I don't really have any memories of my, as a child, as my parents reading me stories before bed. My knowledge of fairy tales comes directly from the versions told in the Disney movie format, which what I've learned from this class is rarely ever the original true story. I've learned that fairy tales are retold, putting many different twists and turns, offering a wider variety of fun versions of stories that we know and love today on the big screen. Movies like Cinderella, Snow White, Tangled, and Little Mermaid, we have read many versions of these films, and which is very interesting to me to see how different these stories have changed over time. And, and that's when the concept of archetypes come into play, and they play such a large role in the history of these fairy tales. And how I would define archetypes as someone who had no idea what the term meant, I would call it a cliche or a stereotype you see in most basic fairy tale stories. And you, you, see, you see the plot of the story following a very basic pattern of the rising plot, climax, falling action, resolution, and the characters within, like prince, princes, princesses, evil stepmoms, kings and queens, and talking animals. Also, recurring symbols are often very common archetypes you see in fairy tales. And, and for me, I have a personal anecdote when it comes to archetypes and the stereotype thing. I come from a small town, a, a rural area of, you know, surrounded by fields and people who aren't from my area. It's named, it's called St. Paul. And, 
it's they just look at us as, as cowboys and country folk and that's not who I was I lived in the inner city of the town and I never really was like that I never worked on a farm I never was a part of the whole like we have a rodeo and I you know people always called us those people and I never not that it was a bad thing but I, you know it wasn't me and they they just they put this they put this thing on me that it, that I wasn't about and that's just what you know it shows and I, I branched out and I broke the stereotype just like authors break these archetypes in stories, you know, starting a new thing. And that's why I'm now in Eugene. I'm not in St. Paul anymore. I'm starting my new life because I broke that stereotype and now I'm doing my own thing. How did the writer break these archetypes is even more interesting. That's when you see the new twists and turns I was just talking about a minute ago. Once these archetypes or stereotypes are broken, it gives the new, it gives the story a new life. It sticks to very similar, it sticks to a very similar structure, not reaching that far out from the original tale, but it allows the larger, larger audience to follow the new direction the story can lead to. That's why I found this class so intriguing. Practically everything I learned in the class was new information to me, and I really enjoy watching Disney movies, so it's important to now know where they all originated from and how many times the story has changed and how many times and how many different versions there are out there from different authors. This is why this this is why fiction matters. It gives us a chance to extend outside of reality, outside of our at times or most of the time hideous world. It, offers an escape to fun worlds that can be anything you imagine. That's why fairy tales are so popular among all ages. The same stories that you've been told for years, dating back to our parents and their parents before them from generation to generation. Fairy tales change. They become more relevant with the current time. They allow authors to express their true art and display exactly what they picture in their mind into words right into the page. Fiction and fairy tales will always be with us from their original tales to what they become Archetypes being set and broken to our eventual children, talking about the same fairy tales years from now, discussing the same questions, asking themselves why this all matters. Hi, my name is Whitney Marks, and I'm a sophomore at the University of Oregon. Through the course English 104, Archetypes and Anarchy with Courtney Floyd, I've learned a lot about fiction through different types of fairy tales, old and new, which was really cool to learn about. I haven't really listened to fairy tales in a long time, so it was cool to refresh that and learn fiction in that type of way. Another interesting part about this course was that it was all about podcasting with groups, which I've never done before, so it was cool to be able to learn how to rent that equipment and, you know, kind of listen to podcasts because I've never really done that before and kind of get my my ideas and how I got to those ideas and it's kind of cool to see that process especially with a group because I think it's fun to bounce those ideas off of people and it's cool how everyone including the professor was able to see how we came to those conclusions and it's a different way of learning which I really enjoyed. Through this entire experience I learned a lot about fairy tales and their archetypes and why that matters and how to kind of relate these tales written so long ago and relate them back to my life which you know I'd never really thought about that before I think we relate a lot of more current things you know music movies things like that to our lives but I think it was a cool approach to see you know older folk tales and fairy tales and breaking them down to meanings to what they can relate to us so I thought that was super important to learn about through this class and also just why these made-up fictional stories even matter in our day-to-day -day lives and why it's important that they stay around and they stay, you know, carrying on these stories that whether they're fake or not, they have some sense of reality of what life was at the time that they were made. And I think it's important to keep that history alive and pass on these lessons that they're kind of giving. One of the readings that stood out to me was in week three, and it was titled Why Grown-Ups Still Need Fairy Tales. 
And I think this reading really caught my attention mostly because I think it explains in a really good way that as we grow up, it's these stories that are creative and mysterious and challenging our morals and ethics and question our subconscious of how ideologies were back then and how they even are now. And it even helps us understand the meaning of us, you know, society, life in general, how to overcome adversity and overcoming these challenges that give us the sense of hope that a lot of nonfiction stories just don't have for us. And I think the idea of archetypes in these stories really plays off that idea as well. You know, these characters that we're able to connect in some way, whether it might not be the entire character that we relate with, but there might be a part of it. And it kind of just helps us be like, okay, hey, I'm in this position as well. This is how they overcame it. This is where they got their motivation. And, you know, they were able to overcome it. They were able to succeed. And I think a lot of people want to relate with that and be like, hey, I can overcome my issues too. And also breaking them down, breaking these characters down to be like, why did they do these things? And kind of testing your own morals and, you know, would you choose the right thing? Would you choose the wrong thing? Can you relate to them doing the wrong thing and what made them an evil character? Or what made them a good character? And not all of us can accomplish all these good character qualities, which I think is a really important thing when after learning about all these archetypes through these stories in this term is... Sometimes you can relate with the evil character and, you know, we all aspire to be good and I think even these evil characters have more round character qualities to them in meaning that, you know, they might have a reason for why they're doing what they're doing and maybe they don't. But I think that's what the importance of analyzing these archetypes and understanding if they that there are stereotypes to these type of characters and there also isn't. There's also more to them and they're not what we think they are at all, which I think is a really important thing to understand when analyzing fairy tales in general and characters in general. I think this class has taught me a lot about using this form of learning through podcasting as a way to thoroughly explain my thoughts and be more creative with my thinking and be able to analyze and talk through things. And I think that's really important, especially for me as a learner. I think it's really beneficial for me and I might even continue doing it and studying and I think this class was a really good overall experience and I learned a lot about why fiction matters, why these archetypes matter, and you know why breaking them down can be beneficial through my education and also just for my life experiences in general. So for the optional extra credit, Opportunity 1, I will be going back to my Anarchy episode and kind of correcting some things that I said and adding on to some other things. So in this clip from my Anarchy episode, I'm going to be talking about the retelling and I'm going to add on to my analysis of that. This retelling is pretty much the almost the same as the original version that we decided to talk about earlier in the episode. And I think what it really mainly does is fills in the gap of the time where Little Red Riding Hood was walking to her grandmother. But during this time, we're able to see what the wolf is thinking and his intentions for doing what he's doing. And I think that's like a really important thing to add to these narratives. And I think something that I didn't touch on originally was that this retelling kind of changes the perspective of Little Red in the original. It gives the wolf more of a round character perspective and it kind of changes how she maybe maybe had jumped to conclusions and it maybe changes her archetype through the story. And I think that's something important when comparing a retelling to its original it gives it more perspective and it gives it all these characters reasons for why they might have done what they did and I think it really does change how Little Red is if you were to compare her to the first story and even in this retelling. 
also something that I wanted to point out was that the original, you know, overall universal message was, um, you know, stranger danger. It's not good to talk to strangers and like the consequences of that. And I think what this version is trying to tell us is that a like a story can change based on who's telling it. And I think that's true in a lot of different senses for a lot of different stories that no matter what perspective it's being told from, the theme and the universal message can completely change. And to understand that and take that into consideration when reading these fairy tales. Hello, I am Megan. I am a sophomore at the University of Oregon, and this is my wrap-up recording. So I want to start off by saying that this course has taught me a lot, not just about how to create a podcast, but how to talk about fairy tales through podcasting. At first, I mean, I guess it's kind of weird sitting in front of a mic with two other people in the room. It can definitely be a little bit intimidating, but I think overall this has taught me a lot about being comfortable in front of a microphone and speaking to a large number of people even though they're not there. Um, but once you get used to it, it definitely gets easier and you find yourself more relaxed and being able to enjoy and having fun with what you're talking about, especially with other people. It's fun to like bounce off each other, feed each other ideas. It's really cool like to see how um, a podcast can progress from nothing to something that's really cool. Um, this course itself is very informative and interesting. Fiction matters because it teaches us important life lessons, even if we don't know it at a young age. For example, Little Red Riding Hood is about stranger danger, and Rapunzel is about not giving in to temptations, and that all actions have consequences, which I think is super interesting and something I would have never had, like, I would have never known because I've never studied it like that. Um, these are just a couple examples of fairy tales I studied through my time in English 104. I personally love fiction. Um, it's all I read on my free time just because I feel like I can mindlessly read it. Um, so this class was super fun for me. I'm super into, um, like werewolves and vampires, even though none of our stories include that. It was cool to, um, read about things that aren't true in real life, but still have hidden meanings behind them. Um, archetypes matter because um, without these archetypal characters and images, the story really wouldn't have any true meaning at all. That's what makes fairy tales so interesting to me because there are hidden meanings throughout the entire story, whether that be hair like Snow White and skin like Snow White or a hood and Little Red Riding Hood. Whatever it may be, it can represent something other than itself. And when you're a little kid, all you think of as a red hood is a red hood. Like, there's no meaning behind it. But when you get older and you study it, you actually learn that there are multiple meanings behind everything. Um, I enjoy the fact fairy tales are for all ages and generations. Um, for adolescents, fairy tales are nothing but a story. But for adults, they are important life lessons, which makes it so much more enjoyable for us to read. Um, fairy tales not only merge age groups, but also different cultures, which I find super fascinating. I found myself studying, um, so many different cultures in this class, and, um, I just never would have thought getting into English 104, I would have done that. I think an important thing to talk about is breaking archetypes, and when you think of breaking an archetype, you, like, you don't really think it changes much until like you study something else and it really does show how much it changes. 
Um, breaking archetypes can change the story completely. What first comes to mind is Tangled. And I don't know why throughout this entire course, Tangled always came to mind. Um, in the original version of Rapunzel, she's seen as easily manipulated and naive, which is super interesting. But um, by simply changing her character to the slightest bit, it transformed her co character completely. Entangled, she becomes much more independent, and she's liberated by her freedom, and there's nothing really holding her back, um, which I find so cool, and that just now that, I mean, there's been a lot of time that has passed between the original and the remake, but just like seeing how far we have come from that is so cool, and it's so interesting to see um, and be a part of, of course. Um, breaking ar archetypes has been popular more recently due to women's rights and feminism. We find females portraying roles that back then would only be represented or portrayed by males. Um, there's stories like Brave that have come out and um, where she ends up saving everyone, even though, yes, she did start some trouble, but she's the one who ultimately saves everybody. And um, Moana, which is a favorite by not just girls, but guys too. It's a great story, and it's a really empowering for women to um, to watch, and I think that's super cool. Um, in one of our podcasts, we had to study modern retellings of a story that we um, were studying in class. My group chose Little Red Riding Hood. At first, I thought this task would be hard, but once you read the original and then study a modern retelling, you can see the smallest bit of archetypes changing can make and how that can make just like the biggest difference. Challenging and changing archetypes is important because if we didn't, then that would mean our world hasn't progressed or hasn't changed in its views on society. Um, it's important to update these stories for younger generations because it's imperative that they gain knowledge of things that are important life lessons for their generation. Um, times change and, um, we don't want to be stuck in the past. We want to keep progressing forward, and I think that's important. And I think through fairy tales, we really see how far we have come, and breaking these archetypes has made the biggest impact on um, younger generations. They aren't seeing um, a woman being rescued by a man, but a woman rescuing herself, which is really important and really cool. I think that ultimately brings me to why fiction matters, Fiction matters because it's the best way to reach out into younger generations and get them to understand something. And I think fiction is more fun to read other than nonfiction because you're getting kids to be engaged in a story that might not be real, but definitely has real meaning. And I think that's super important. And that is my wrap-up recording. Thank you for listening. Hi, my name is Kylie, and I'm doing my wrap-up recording now. So I'm going to go over why fiction matters to me, why archetypes matter, and what breaking them can accomplish. But I'll start with how I felt about the course, podcasting, and reading the fairy tales. Um, I came into this class really confused, not really sure what I was going to do, haven't listened to very many podcasts in my life, but 
as soon as I got in and we went up and I went up, I was like the first one to go up in front of the room and speak. I was really nervous. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be fun. I'm excited to podcast. If I can go and talk up, go and talk in front of the class, I can, I can record my voice alone in a room. But reading fairy tales and putting them together in this podcast has been a really unique experience for me since I haven't really been like, I haven't like kept up, up, kept up on my fairy tales and I only remember the ones like my mom read to me when I was little and like the basic Cinderella, the princess ones, but I got to really learn about like fairy tales and like folk tales that I didn't know about and I found that super interesting, but this course has been super cool and I would highly suggest it to anyone who's interested in fairy tales and or podcasting. Okay, I'm going to move on to why fiction matters. Um, sorry. I didn't really think fiction, like, like at the beginning of this term, I thought, like, fiction stories were just kind of like, eh, whatever, like, they're interesting. They are cool when I was little, but now, like, I want to read nonfiction, and I want to be more interested in nonfiction. But as the term went on, like, I, I it really, it really changed. Um, I thought it was just, like, at first I thought it was all make-believe, but now, like, none of these stories, like, never mind, let me backtrack. Um, I think these stories are so powerful, but, like, before this term, I didn't. I think, like, the, the readings, the, like, the, the memories behind them are so powerful. They take us to, like, new places and show us things that we wouldn't know otherwise, and they're, they're make-believe, so it's, it's interesting, and, like, how we get there, but, um, there's just, like, so many things fiction stories do to us, like, they educate us, they, they scare us, they're, they're revealing things about us, I don't think I would have gotten that without reading these stories, and without learning about it, without researching fiction stories, and without doing all the things that we were told to do in this class. Honestly, I look at fairy tales differently now. Like, I don't, I, I look for these hidden archetypes, and I look for just the more obvious archetypes. I just think it, fiction is so much cooler than I thought it would be. And I think they're a way, or fiction, like, fiction stories are a way for us to let out our dreams and share how we're feeling. I think it lets us connect with people differently than we would otherwise. I think fiction stories allow people to be creative and let our thoughts free. And I think these fairy tales are like forever. Like I won't forget the ones my mom told me. I won't forget the ones that I'm going to tell my children and hopefully they won't forget them either. I think fiction is just used to make our lives more exciting and it, it's working. Um, okay. Archetypes matter because they're common amongst everyone. I think we all share this, like, these archetypes, like, regardless of your nationality, regardless of your ethnicity, ethnicity or your race, these are archetypes play a huge role in our lives, and they influ influence us, whether it's obvious or not. And, sorry, I think they, like I said about fairy tales being powerful, I think these archetypes alone are so powerful, and they enhance they enhance the story and give the reader something to imagine, something to relate to, to put themselves in the story. Um, 
I think they, they come in different forms as well, from, like, the hero to the princess to, like, an apple or a rock. Like, it's so different, and, like, everyone understands them differently. I think they help us understand, like, the good versus the evil, and, like, I just think overall archetypes are powerful, and they, everyone, they relate to everyone, regardless. I think it's important to break archetypes because because some of them aren't always good. Like, say, bullies in the story. We don't want that to live on forever. Like, yes, it's like, it's an archetype. That bully, he's going to be there. But breaking it, like, schools are, it's no longer, like, true. Schools and programs are putting in work to stop bullies and to end bullying. And, like, for example, in class we learn about, like, damsel in distress and how, like, women have come so far. But for, like, example, I'd say Sleeping Beauty or Cinderella, like, they don't need that man to come save them. Like, nowadays, like, we would show that, like, a woman woman could save herself. Or, like, in Hansel and Gretel, like, they don't necessarily need their parents to be successful. Like, they can do it on their own, and they show you that. But overall, like, I had a really good time reading these fairy tales and and like being so conscious and in a group of people helping like getting the recorder getting rooms working with people working around each other's schedules I thought it was really cool and I I am very interested in reading more fairy tales in my future so for the extra credit section I am going to revisit the analysis I did in my first recording which was Hansel and Gretel and here it is. How it usually goes or how it always goes. I know for me, my brother and I sometimes argued growing up and didn't always get along. But once they found something out that was bad, they really came together. And I appreciated how they worked really well together when they got lost. Um, I think the feelings this fairy tale gives me is that it leaves you guessing. So if I were to go back and add stuff or do things differently, it would I think I'd emphasize on being more conversational and being more relaxed and not being so scripted and, and uptight about what I was doing. I was so worried about being able to say everything I needed to say and for, and not remember like I was worried about not remembering what I was gonna say. But, like, now I'm like, well, if I forget, then I can come back to it. Or if I mess up, I can just say, excuse me, which is a lot different than I assumed would have been at the beginning. So I really appreciated that. And I'd probably add more things about archetypes and what I've learned. I'd keep it less, like, away from just answering the questions. I want to go outside the box. I want to I add things that you didn't ask. I want to add, I want to talk about things that you didn't even ask for or want to know about. I think that's what what would have made my work stick out more. Like, I mean, like I said earlier, I would want to be more specific about archetypes. Like, in Hansel and Gretel, the witch is evil. The, she took, but at the beginning, you thought she was good. She took them in. She helped them up until she would be eat them and kill them which takes us back to, like, the good versus evil. And we just don't realize that, like, evil is there when you least expect it. And I think this archetype is really important in life and overall. So, I mean, I wouldn't 
completely like change my last one, but I would definitely want to add to it. There's things that I did not like, and I I will own up to that. But yeah, um, I think I think my like overall. I talked about how like um, it like how it related to my life, which is like a an archetype. And, but throughout class, like, I've learned more how it's related to my life and is added to that, added to my, my close readings about Hansel and Gretel. I think I could find more examples and, and find, like, more explanation about it overall. Now I could do that. Another archetype that I found in Hansel and Gretel that relates back to my life, I mean, not necessarily my life, but, like, people I know, and, I mean, it could be in my life, but the father, the archetype, he was, like, conflict, he was so conflicted between the kids and his wife that he didn't know what to do, he didn't want to leave them alone, but he had to go with it, so, like, just going with the flow is hard, and, like, it shows, like, struggle that humans face every day between, like, what's morally right and what's not, but I just think in life, we go through, we go through situations like that, like, do I do it because it'll be fun or do I do it because it's it'll be or do I not do it because it's wrong? I feel like that also is important. But overall, um if I could go back, I would like to be more relaxed and conversational and change some things around. But yeah, thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Tate LaCasse, and today I am doing my wrap-up recording for English 104, which is fairy tales. So first I just want to discuss what the whole experience of English 104 has done for me. Um, And it's a fairy tales course, which I think is really interesting and really engaging because it's something that, like, has been part of my life for so long, and it was really fun to learn about why fairy tales are made the way they are and how many symbols and details are in them that I've never noticed. Um, As far as podcasting, I've never been in a class before that involves podcasting, so I think that was really unique and different and a really, really fun way to learn. Um, And it was fun to get together with people in the class and discuss our fairy tales and I think I learned a lot from it and just having to go through the experience of, you know, renting the microphone, renting the room just was really cool and then putting so much effort into the podcasts. Um, Yeah, and then like I said, reading the fairy tales for this course was good because I think it kept everyone really engaged because fairy tales are easy to talk about and relatable amongst everybody, you know, everybody's read them. Um... So I think it kept everybody engaged and participating throughout this whole thing, and I know it kept me engaged. So as far as why why fiction matters, I want to just talk about that it's such a big part of our lives that we don't even realize, and fiction is such an important part of literature because it allows everybody to be creative and have a big imagination, and if you're writing fiction, you know, anything can happen. Um, And in, like, a world where, you know, like, not 
the greatest things happen all the time. It's fun to be able to write a story that, like, you it can have any outcome and can be good or bad. Um, and it's cool that humans can think of things that exist and make them symbolic or magical. And the other thing about fiction is, like, the things that we learn in fairy tales when we're little, when, like, our parents read them before bed, it just sticks without, with us throughout our whole lives. And then we teach our children about it, and it just is a cycle um and fiction is just things that happen every day and we use it to enhance our lives and make it more exciting and magical and so I think fiction is really important to literature and just our everyday lives and then our kids lives and their kids lives it just keeps going um and as far as why archetypes matter they're just important because they're kind of a universal language like Everyone in every culture has some sort of archetype, and we all learn about the same ones and, like, the stories were read when we're little, so at least, like, you're going to have something in common with anyone you meet. Um, for example, like, in fairy tales, we can all relate to the bully or the devil or, you know, the dreamer, like, all that stuff is is constant, and we use it, you know, to describe people in our lives and start conversations with everyone so I just think archetypes are really cool because it's almost like math like everybody speaks like that language and can relate to each other but it's also important to break the archetypes because these fairy tales were made so long ago that sometimes they're not really in with the modern times and one that I thought about is the archetype of the damsel in distress isn't as common now because within like the last 10 20 you know, 50 years, like, women have gained so much power and social influence that they're much more independent, and no woman, at least that I know, wants to be considered a damsel in distress because we've worked so hard to break that. Um, like, for example, in The Little Mermaid, when she needs to find, like, the husband, and that's what she waits her whole life for. Like, you very rarely hear anybody saying that they want that anymore and because I don't know like it's just important that that what we like teach our kids now is relevant to what's going on in the world today and that does require breaking some archetypes so overall I just think this was a really really cool course um and made me think of a lot of things I've never thought about and why fiction matters, why archetypes matter, like how fairy tales relate to our everyday lives and we just don't even realize. So yeah, that's it for me. Thanks for listening. So now I'm going to move into the extra credit opportunity um, in addition to the wrap-up recording. So the first recording we did for this class was um, Hansel and Gretel and analyzing the archetypes in it. And I kind of wanted to revisit the close readings that I did, um, especially when I said what stands out and what feelings um, did it give me. I also feel sad when Hansel and Gretel approach the house because we as readers know that it probably is going to be a trap and do find out that the witch indeed did want to eat um, Hansel. But the kids are so hungry they have to eat or they'll starve, so you do know that even though it's not the right thing to do, there's nothing else that they could have done. Um, but I am happy in the end when they escape and you know that... 
So what I would do differently from that clip you just heard is I think I would relate it more to why I liked it and what feelings it gave me, which is because it kind of relates, I think, to everyone's childhood, especially mine, when our, like, my parents, you know, reminded me and my siblings of stranger safety and never talking to strangers, never taking candy from strangers as nice as they look or whatever they have to offer you, um, which I think is really interesting because this fairy, t- the tale of Hansel and Gretel was written so long ago and was meant to be in relation to the uh, famine in Britain in 1315, um, not anything really to do with stranger danger, but I think it's interesting that as times change, like the fairy tale can kind of be shifted to what's going on um, in our, like our present society and you know, starvation for me isn't really a worry and it's more of a worry that I could have talked to strangers while I was walking home or something like that. So I just, I definitely would have added that it made me feel very sympathetic for them, but also I know that I can't relate that well to it because I know better than to, you know, wander up to a random house that has candy. But so yeah, I just think that's really, really interesting um, and shows, you know, different archetypes and elements of fiction that we've seen throughout the course because as as modern times change the meaning of the fairy tale can change as well so that's it thank you hi my name is Reed Dolnick and this is my wrap-up recording even before this class I knew that the fictional side of writing was important but this class generally enhanced those thoughts before this class I had heard the time archetypes before but never really knew what it meant The definition of an archetype is a very typical example of a certain person or thing, an original that has been imitated, or a recurrent symbol or motif in literature, art, or mythology. Archetypes are important, in my opinion, because they give us, in each fairy tale, something to relate to. They might not be direct translations from our everyday life, but they could be close. The evil stepsisters could be a bully at school, a lot of people have hard things to do, and that could be a quest. The archetypes tie a story together in the modern world as we know it. An archetype is something deeply ingrained in the human psyche. They are universal truths and universal language. Using a powerful archetype in your writing is a way of speaking directly to a wide audience on a very personal level. This connects them to your story and the message you're trying to get across. Recently, the trend while writing fiction has been to ignore the set cultural norms and archetypes that we have come to know as expected. Breaking the standard of using archetypes in stories such as we have seen before offers a lot of freedom and opportunities to challenge what is expected and given social norms that we have today. For example, in the season of this for example, in the season of Glass and Iron, it is not in the night that saves a princess but another girl instead. That is almost revolutionary for fairy tales as princesses are often seen as damsels that are in distress and need to get help with anything they encounter. Challenging the archetypes and breaking them also challenges the social norms, like I've said before, creates new ideas in the community, and creates new standards in which people can look at. It can also be reflective of society's point of view on storytelling, on women, on men, just the world in general. 
during certain time periods that are more liberal versus more conservative than others. Thank you for listening to my wrap-up recording. I had a great time. Bye! This is Zach Schrage doing his closed reading for the course, uh, starting out with why fiction matters. This whole experience has taught me that fiction matters because it expresses the deep desires and wants of the human psyche. It seems as if the authors have written their pieces about things that are happening to them and the world around them. Like in Bearskin, there were a 30 years war that the main character's whole backstory revolved around. And without that, the character would have had nothing to go on whatsoever. It would just have been a flat character. Um, that's something that I actually enjoy, that the stories actually mean something rather than them just being a story thought up out of nowhere. It also seems like even though terrible things happen, they also seem to shed light on a certain topic or a peak of interest. Like in A Thousand and One Nights, there's a lot of abuse on women in this story, but it seems that the story is trying to make it public of what's actually going on, and it's trying to get these views out there and make it known on what's going on behind uh, closed doors. One of my favorite parts of the stories was the fact that there were morals in all of these fictitious stories. Um, rather than modern movies now when it's just supposed to be scary or exciting or fun, there's actually an underlying component about all of them that you're supposed to get from them. That's why I just think that these fictional stories are very important. There also wasn't the same moral in every story. It wasn't like each story that we read was um, a different moral or the same moral that we'd have to take in. There was it wasn't a reoccurring one. Each one was unique on its own. Um, like being respectful towards others, being re respectful towards your parents, um, respecting your own wife, being a good uh, mother as well as one um, from the Lady of Galarus we read. Um, fairy tale fiction also seems, I mean, it's very obvious, but it's just the base for modern storytelling. Um, I feel like the media we see today heavily resembles and reflects what I've read in these stories. It seems like they're kind of the, um, the modern media now is the offspring of these sort of fairy tales that we've been going over. Um, the way the stories that we read just seem to play out a little blunter. But I think without these original fictitious fairy tales that we wouldn't have the modern media that we would have today. Um, when looking at why archetypes matter, um, I actually didn't know that fairy tales or stories had archetypes until I took this class. The way we broke down the stories and saw the underlying components of it made me um, acknowledge the existence of these and made it a little bit more clear to me. Um, it made me realize why they're so important in the fact that um, you need them to build a story around with these certain archetypes and more talking about the basic ones such as the characters when regarding to the prince or the damsel or the fool. Um, those ones I found when looking at them are very easy to build around and I think archetypes matter because um, these people can be related to people in life as well. And not just the ones that are regarding people. I feel like they were these uh, other archetypes, whether it be the quest or overcoming a fall or um, becoming a better person in the end, I feel like these are all things that can be related to our own personal lives. Um, I feel like the people in these scenarios I've interacted with, the people, and I've been in some of these scenarios before that some of these main characters have to go through. Um, I also feel that these archetypes are like speaking from the inner psyche of humans, um, the archetypes are a universal truth and a universal language. I think it helps display your message on a personal level and make a deep connection with a larger audience.
Um, I think they also matter because they can be related to a listener, um, just making the story that much more intriguing to the listener so that because they can see themselves in it like a mirror. I think that without certain key archetypes, stories can't function in the way that they're intended to or maybe not function at all, thus them being as somewhat of the lifeblood of the story. Um, like I said earlier, with the learning how to break them apart in class, I don't think if we didn't do that, we, I wouldn't understand how important they are. Um, but yeah, I think the most important component is how um, the people can reflect to it. I don't, I don't think the story would um, make much of an impact without it. Um, and my last point being, I feel that archetypes are a good way to categorize stories and, and that every story can be traced back through these archetypes and that our cultures, cultures and societies just seem to be reflected by these archetypes as well. Um, what breaking archetypes can accomplish? I think that since archetypes convey somewhat of a social norm, the breaking them shows the change from that social norm. Similar to new political and social ideas, the new archetypes that I would see in some of our stories were like cries for help or showing the power of the other side or what's needed to be done. Like in the story of, and in our daughters we find our voices, where the mermaid and the spawn kill the prince rather than being just a wife to submit to him and living happily ever after, they actually show their force and power and what they can accomplish. This is a very large change from the normal stories that usually have just the charming prince be the center of attention. The change or breaking of archetypes also shows the change and passing of time as ideals change as well. Some of the stories like in A Thousand and One Nights were radically different and seemed to focus more on the women of the story and the female protagonist rather than a charming prince of the story. I feel like making the female hero is an even larger change and a, and a huge monumental change and it's a very large statement as well. It's like a um, past feministic cry for help when these stories are told, like it's the only way that their voices can be heard. Without these archetypes, there would be no change and we would have the same story template over and over again, just with different characters. Yes, and also they show change that add depth to the story as well. Hi, I'm Spencer Green and I will be discussing how my overall experience in this introduction to fiction class has taught me about the importance of fiction and archetypes as well as what breaking archetypes can accomplish. First, I'm going to begin with discussing the importance of fiction. To me, fiction matters because it establishes creative ways to express real-life lessons, issues, and desires. Stories of fiction, especially fairy tales, tend to take magical and or bizarre plots to express an underlying message. The combination of the fantastical elements and the morals make fiction both enjoyable and educational. Not only is fictional content reflective, reflective of real life, but so is the basic plot structure of fictional stories, as both include various moments of rising and falling action before there is a resolution. Fiction is also important because it conveys historical context. A couple of ways it does this is by exemplifying language changes over time and carrying on oral tradition of storytelling. I have noticed many language, different, many language differences between original tales and contemporary, contemporary retellings that we have read for class, and it is interesting to be able to distinguish time periods through these stories. As far as the oral aspect, this class offers the unique experience of partaking in the oral tradition through podcasting. 
In our Archetypes podcast in particular, we did direct readings of original fairy tales, which I found to be surprisingly challenging, yet good, yet a good experience. And I'm glad to have been able to participate in the oral tradition of fictional storytelling. Much like fiction, archetypes connect stories to real-life experiences. Archetypes do this through making patterns of relatable character, setting, and action symbols and motifs. The relatability of these patterns, along with the fact that they are recurring, helps audiences identify them and better understand their use to develop the meaning behind stories. Since archetypes assist in carrying out the themes, lessons, and morals of stories, they are essential and furthermore important. Just as archetypes can be useful in stories, it can also be useful to break them. So far in class, we have come across multiple retellings that break archetypes. One such story that stuck out to me is The Season of Glass and Iron. The Season of Glass and Iron does a great job of breaking the character archetype of the prince, who is typically a static protagonist. Instead, this story has two dynamic female protagonists who help each other out of their, of their unfortunate situations. In this case, the prince character archetype is broken, and in order to showcase women challenging their traditional gender expectations. I think this is a good example of what breaking archetypes can accomplish. It can make a statement, introduce new ideas, and oppose pre-existing ideas. Most of the classic archetypes we are familiar with were formed by historical context, meaning they still reflect ideas that were created in the past. So breaking archetypes allows new ones to form that can reflect what is happening in the present. As I mentioned before, the season of glass and iron does this by breaking gender expectations. Normally, women were not uh, seen to have their own um, choices and desires fulfilled. So that archetype was broken in that story. Um, thanks for listening to what my experience in this class has taught me. I hope you all have enjoyed this class as much as I have. Thanks again. Bye. These beautiful fairy tales we've been reading in the English 104 course have surprisingly powerful effects and cultivate our mental development. Fiction seems to mold us. Fiction seems to be more effective than nonfiction at times. I've done a little bit of research and I kept finding from multiple sources that when we read nonfiction, we are critical and skeptical. However, when we read fiction, we change our beliefs and it truly shapes us. It allows us to better understand other people and their cultures. I feel that fiction has hidden benefits and we don't consume these stories enough. These traditional tales allows us to work with and analyze a defining group identity and reinforcing cultural values. Fiction can just be spinning stories which we relate closely with in our day-to-day -day life, however, it does add some imagination. Throughout this course, as I read the fairy tales and practice the idea of podcasting, I got to escape the world. It is something that is universal, whether small children bring to life or an elderly person does as well. Although these classic fairy tales were created back in the day, it inspired the future and placed me in another world. That's why fiction truly matters. There are a lot of people who don't like fiction or they don't understand it. As a little kid, I loved when my parents read me fairy tales. However, I never really got to dig deeper and fully understand the true meanings and why these archetypes even mattered. However, 
After this course, I got to understand its purpose and divert my attention to find things I didn't know about myself, about others, and their cultural beliefs. I gained new perspectives and strengthened my creative side through the exploration of archetypes. There seems to be more to an archetype than just repetition and patterns. From Cinderella to Little Red Riding Hood to The Little Mermaid and then Rapunzel, I got to understand where their archetypes came from and why they are truly important. It's a universal truth in a universal language. I think it's a way for authors to speak directly to me and to the audience in a powerful yet personal level. For example, I didn't know why Little Red Riding Hood used the color red and what significance it had. I later found out that the most prominent image of the Red Hood is that it portrayed menstruation and coming of age, yet during the 17th century, red was also a sinful color. Other important archetypes I discovered were Rapunzel's gold long hair and the name Rapunzel. Hair in particular seemed to have magical qualities, which is believed by some cultures, while it also represents beauty. Her name was ironic, and it had true meaning, because the German word for Rapunzel is defined as quote-unquote rampion, field salad, or lamb's lettuce. Imagination matters and plays a huge role in our lives. The development of archetypes influences us in multiple ways and gives us a different type of energy and understanding to play with. A lot can be accomplished through breaking fiction. Fairy tales allow for children to problem solve and develop emotional intelligence. However, these stories aren't just for children. Adults still need fairy tales too. There are various retellings and modern adaptions of many fairy tales. These ancient stories should be repeated again and again because it allows us to repurpose new stories. These cultural and historical moments are being challenged and allow us to interpret the world through a whole different lens. Authors are continuing to tell and retell to shed light on cultural, societal, and artistic movements. These modern retellings have been evolving with time and definitely encompassing different meanings for each generation and culture. Overall, these fairy tales we read, whether it is the original or transformed version, continue to attract everyone because it allows us to better understand the powerful effects it can have and lets us explore new perspectives. This course has given me the opportunity to gain insight on a new learning tool and grasp content in an effective way by reading and analyzing fairy tales. Fiction has enabled me to build a stronger relationship with myself and gain deeper understandings of each generation and different cultural beliefs. I think it's important for all of us to continue this tradition and develop modern retellings as well as continue to read the original versions. Fiction and archetypes truly matter. Archetypes and Anarchy is produced by me, Courtney Floyd, and researched and written by my spring 2018 Introduction to Fiction students at the University of Oregon. Our theme music is Music Box by The Underscore Orchestra, and our closing music is Wolf, It's Really Rather Rad by High Arches, both of which are available under a Creative Commons license at the Free Music Archive. The sound of the wolf that lives in the woods That comes to my back door from time to time Shake the hand of the sun that burns above Reaches down over everyone Got your jackal and heart, your monster inside Pouring water over your fire 
Darling, curl us a soul Then I need to go Back into the woods I'm told Not a single living thing Needs to be left out You can find in the garden What's missing in yourself There's a spider web That connects heads Connected by the number nine Can you think in visions And breathe in rhythms Dream an ocean Over your lips It brings a deeper meaning A powerful feeling Brings us the myths we're told And it's only clean water That supports the Things that we're trying to grow Not a single living cell needs to be left out.